Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Raptors Reasonless Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Murphy, coming to you from the bowels of Scotiabank Arena. Uh, apologies in advance for any audio quality, but we're recording on site. We have a very special guest, the star of the Low Post Podcast, Eric Kareen. Eric, how are you? I'm slumming it, man. Yeah, I know. Being on here with me with no studio, no yeah. production quality, no Bruce Arthur. Yeah. I'll get to No talk. World Junior Hockey Talk. Yeah, we're just going to have to keep it strictly on topic, as we always do here at yes. uh, Raptors Reasonablest. We'll get the Blake Murphy shout-out counter up here, see if we can shout me out as many times as uh, you so kindly did. And look, you know, we're all looking for our touches. Yeah, exactly. Acknowledge me. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Um, it was not... Man, that game sucked. Yeah, it's really, we're, it's really bad. <laughs> we're recording after the Raptors beat the Chicago Bulls 95-89. Uh, it was pretty terrible. The Toronto Raptors are in a quite a bad offensive slump right now. Uh, they shot 37% for the game, 9 of 33 on threes. Uh, offensive rating right around 100, so not you know alarmingly bad. But this is four times in a row now that they've had you know a bottom, I think bottom 10 or bottom 12 offensive performance for them on the season. Um, in consecutive games, they've posted their two worst effective field goal percentages. Things are not looking great on the offensive end. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it's, you know, part of it is just shot making. And I know that's frustrating to hear as a fan because you want to have an answer that's something more than just make shots. But part of it is that, like, Kawhi Leonard has struggled more from, uh, from the mid-range. You know, Pascal Siakam and Serge Ibaka have struggled from... Uh, you know, inside the restricted area and, and the mid-range, uh, respectively. The threes continue to not go down. But I, I also think there's something to the ball movement, uh, you know, not really humming. And I, I, I thought I saw some of that coming along in the second half uh, against the Heat. Uh, and maybe that just comes from getting... That came from getting more stops in that game and being able to run. And, and even if you're not getting baskets in transition, you're getting enough cross matches to where you get better drives and easier kickouts and all of that stuff that comes from getting cross matches. But none of it looks good right now. Nick Nurse alluded to, you know, sort of the Raptors putting their heads down after they scored on and not and not pushing the pace. Uh, I can't say I noticed a ton of that, but thinking back, you know, it, it probably was there. It was just yeah, it uh, an aesthetically a, awful game, yeah. and you know, it bears Orlando out of the as well. As well, now, um, you know, we knew already when I did my big Wowie analysis of Lowry and Leonard. You know, one of the biggest takeaways was that they play a good pace when they're on the floor together. They play a good pace when Lowry is on the floor, but when it's a Leonard-led unit without Lowry, things really slow down to a halt. And over the last eight games, seven of which Kyle Lowry has missed, the Raptors are taking, on average, one second longer on each offensive possession. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 7% slower um, than they than they are normally playing, which is noticeable. And when you have, you know, in, in this game against Chicago, they average 0.67 points per uh, half-court possession. They pretty much only scored, they had what? They had 21 points off of 18 turnovers which is a lot more fruitful than, obviously turnovers, you know, yield the highest return of any possession, but they're not, 
you know, I think that speaks to how good they are in transition. And you see a guy like Siakam struggling. Well, the transition game is where he kind of thrives. And you see DeLon Wright, you know, not struggling, but maybe not playing his best ball with Kyle Lowry out. And that's another guy who really thrives in transition. Yeah, and I mean, this team is designed to create turnovers, so you hope that that will continue, they'll continue to force the turnovers and they'll continue to score in those situations. But they've got to find some ways to, no matter who's on the floor. I, I mean, when, when Nick Nurse talked about this team before the year, he talked about wanting to plug and play guys, which is sort of, you know, he wants the team to play the same way regardless of who's on the court. Exactly. Now, it's, that's a bit of, you know, wishful thinking. You're always going, you know, your skill set will determine your style, but... That can't, you just can't be so different and, and you can't be as deferential to Kawhi Leonard when he's on the floor and, but the pressure goes to Kawhi Leonard too to you, know, to you know when he gets the ball to do to pass, drive, or shoot and, There's also yeah. a little bit of chicken or the egg where yeah, is, is Kawhi Leonard doing a lot of that, especially late in games which he did against Miami, he did against Chicago yeah. here. is he doing that because the offense has stalled out and yeah. You know, Kawhi Leonard isolating and taking 20 seconds is still a better outcome than the ball whipping around and having a shot clock violation or Norman Powell missing yeah. a deep, deep three by several feet. Yeah, look, like I think some of the onus falls on him. Some of the yeah. onus falls on everybody else. There's plenty of enough blame to go around to this 27-11 team. Yes, uh, yes, they're <laughs> terrible. The worst 27-11 team. Yeah. Um, the ball movement, though, is a, is a no, big it's, thing. No, I'm not and trying to belittle it. Yeah. Like, it, it is an issue. Like, their assist percentage drops 10 percentage points when Lowry's not on the floor. And that, you know, when everyone's playing all the time, you know, you can logic, you can logic your way through that of Lowry's playing with better players, better shot makers, things like that. When he's now missed a bunch of games, and that's still just as remarkable, and that there's not progress like tonight they had a 50 percent assist rate which you know some of that is poor shot making you know if they hit a couple more threes that that nudges up to 55 percent maybe um, but it's a consistent you know it was a season-long thing when Lowry was playing and they haven't made progress um, with Lowry on the shelf and it's you know you can't really be like oh take this all NBA guy off the team and then you know hope the team gets better over time as they miss him Especially with I don't know. It seems to it seems to work when Kawhi Leonard sets. Yes, or it seems to work when John Wall gets injured and everybody eats. Uh, anyway, um, they haven't really shown much progress over this stretch with Lowry up. Now, the obvious solution to this is Kyle Lowry returns. Yeah, which Nick Nurse sort of hinted at. Now, based on this year, we don't want to judge too much on set hints. You know, Norm Powell was getting better during his shoulder injury and then there was I don't know if it was a setback but a plateau of his recovery and he ended up missing that whole Western Conference uh, road trip and with something as dodgy and as inconsistent as a back injury uh, you don't want to say a guy is for sure nearing injury or nearing return. nearing return the opposite of injury and that's not even true <laughs> but um saying that Nickner sort of said that he thinks it's nearing an end uh, and 
you know, you, you hope so because the schedule is going to get tougher. It's a. It's about it's to get a, really tough. Yeah, it's a we'll, very we'll interesting week coming up. Yeah. But yes, we'll uh, get into The Lowry that. thing is, you know, it's still a little nebulous. Like, he, he, we knew he had back soreness earlier in the year, and he's dealt with back soreness intermittently for a long time. Uh, he goes down with that thigh bruise against Golden State, which then causes back spasms. Uh, he returns against Philadelphia, goes back on the shelf. Injury recovery is not linear, something like a back that, you know, it's always feasible that a guy comes back and then it's like, oh, no, maybe it's not all the way there yet. The same thing happened with DeLon Wright coming off of his adductor strain earlier in the year. Um, and Fred Van Vliet with his shoulder yeah. uh, last year in the playoffs. Although that one was almost yeah. entirely Van Vliet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Van Vliet, who, by the way, <clears throat> hit some, <clears throat> excuse me, hit some shots late in this game. Uh, a streak of 16 consecutive misses between uh, the yeah. the Orlando game and this game. Not, yeah. not a, not a yeah. great and as Josh games. Lewenberg was pointing out, it coincided with his uh, tumble to the ground. Yes. Uh, that man fall, falls hard. I have thought Van Vliet has played mostly well. He scored yeah. double figures in eight straight. He had seven assists in this one. Yeah, no, he's been. I think he's been fine. Like you know, you want to see him hit more shots. You want to. He's always sort of going to be a low percentage-ish guy around the rim just because of his size and athleticism. But I think he's, you know, he's back to generally his form from last year uh, overall play. And this is the weird thing about this kind of skit is that no one is playing like individually exceptionally poorly. CJ Miles is out of the rotation entirely. They're down two key pieces tonight. Uh, Chris Boucher and Lorenzo Brown both got in the game ahead of CJ Miles as Nick Nurse kind of figures out, you know, how to get him going, and that might mean sitting him down for a bit. Um, but, like, Serge Ibaka's come down to earth. Pascal Siakam's come down to earth. You know, Danny Green's not shooting. I mean, he was two for five on threes uh, in, in this game, and Danny Green is a plus-minus hypermagnet. So uh, even in a, in a relatively quiet Danny Green night, he was a plus-five, obviously. But no one has really, like stood out as playing terribly. I thought Norman Powell missed a bunch of shots yeah. in the Bulls game, but he's but still fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, OG Ananobi, I thought the last couple of weeks has started to look like OG Ananobi. Yeah, he's been, uh, he's 10 for 19 since returning from three from since the end of that West Coast trip. Okay. Uh, the free throws still remain a mystery and, you know, he can get a bit wild driving it, but he's mostly... He's mostly been like rookie OG Ananobi lately, which is a very useful player. Yeah, anyway, so obviously the Lowry thing looms large. Um, Jonas Valanciunas is still a couple weeks away. Had the stitches removed from his hand, but has another wrap on there now. Um, was very funny post game. His whole family was here. He's very cheerful. He's a funny um, guy. He is a funny guy. Uh, anyway, that absence hurts. Um, Greg Monroe continues to get run and not, maybe not make the most of it. I like Monroe in general. Uh, and I'm a little concerned about Chris Boucher in certain matchups, but Chris Boucher, I, I don't know. Maybe I just really like watching Chris Boucher because all the things happen. Yeah, especially in a, in a night like the like Sunday night against the Bulls, his uh, five-minute cameo was a welcome respite from yes. the other 43 minutes where it just seemed like nothing was happening. He and makes all of the things happen, good, bad, and in between, yeah. but mostly good or bad. Yeah, very little. There was a little. There was a little about, um, Yeah, I don't think he's gonna get. You know, I don't think he's gonna jump Monroe in the rotation. Yeah, and it's and the, and more to the point, it's a, it's a hard Pascal Siakam at the five game. If, yes. if you're trying to match him up against 
Lopez. If you want to, if you want to start like that, you can think about it, but you certainly yeah. can't. Uh, now the game's yeah. coming up. I don't think there are going to be many opportunities to use Boucher necessarily um, because you're playing some big teams and teams with centers who will punish him in Rudy Gobert and um, I mean even if it's Lamarcus Aldridge in that spot, yeah, uh, Jakob Pertle. You don't want you don't want none <laughs> from Yak in the post. Um, no, but they're going to be they're also going to be tight close games probably the ones coming up. Indiana's ahead, which you know Indiana's a team we now know you can go small small against, but. Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis. You know, Sabonis had his way with Chris Boucher. Sure did. Um, so uh, I'm missing one other game. Oh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Which maybe, maybe. Um, Lopez starts, but he pretty much yeah. just bombs. And who's, who's there? Don Maker. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. Yeah. Anyway, my point is mostly just that it's you're pretty micro. <laughs> as Jonas Valanciunas nears a return, your window to get a look at Boucher narrows. Um, which is maybe not a huge concern because you have him for the year on a two-way deal. But, uh, you know, I've been mildly impressed with his small minutes, but not enough to be like, oh, yeah, he could be, you know, he could yeah. be your rotation piece. He's been, use, he's been useful, yeah. and you continue to give him a look. But, I mean, he's also 25, and the priority isn't yeah. is giving him a look over winning games yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, that was uh, an aside that was completely not what we were talking about. But yeah. I find Chris Boucher to be very interesting as yeah. a development experiment. Yeah, no. In the he's... same way I found, found and continue to find Bruno Caboclo very interesting as a as a development experiment. Rio so, Grande, baby. Yeah. See you in March, Bruno. <laughs> See you in March. Um, okay, so I, we don't need to belabor the Bulls game necessarily. The, the couple things I would say that we haven't touched on is that Laurie Malkinen's, uh Jumper is beautiful. Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be very good. He's going to be very solid. He I don't know if he has, like, star in him, but he's going to be really, really solid. Yeah, like, he might have all defense in him yeah. at some point, and then if he just dunks enough. Yeah, like, you know, Clint Capella is a, poss- yeah. is a possible yeah. player type. Uh, is that, that fair to say? Not good. Ugh. Chandler Hutchison? Um, Perfect it, game. Yeah, maybe looking to add his name to the... Um, Long line of bulls who have killed the Raptors yes. inexplicably. Five of yeah. five shooting, 11 points. And I found out he was not all cross player today. Yes, yes. That is the most Duke yeah. game I've ever heard. Uh, okay, so the, the Bulls game, we don't need to focus on a ton, even though we're 13 minutes in now of focusing <laughs> We've on it. Perhaps focus but on it But it's too mostly much. just that it is, um, it was a good snapshot of how the last four games or so have gone. And in each case, you know, the Sixers game, it's the second night of back-to-back. Kawhi Leonard's out. Kyle Lowry's trying to fight through injury. It's the game before Christmas, and you get blown out. It's like, okay, whatever. And then you come out, and you play terribly against the Heat and steal one. It's like, okay, you know, maybe that still makes sense. Lowry's out, first game back. And then the Magic completely punk you, and then the Bulls almost steal one from you. It's kind of... You know, yeah, each one of up. those games in isolation is fine, but it's four games in a row now where they've looked pretty, pretty mid. And even and, for the month of and, December, yeah, they dating finished. back, like they beat Cleveland, but it wasn't a blowout. Yeah. The Pacers game was almost exactly like the uh, the Heat game. Yeah, uh, it's you know since that West Coast trip where I, even though they went two and two, I mm-hmm. thought like. Yeah, the they were, they were, yeah, they were, were understandable, and they were also like fine in, yeah. in the way, like yeah. uh, the the how they lost. Like they still um, went eight and seven. Yeah, December. Um, fine, but, but these but. last, yeah, the last four games are forming a trend, and uh, it's not positive right now. But yeah. you know, better December than April. 
Yes, absolutely. As Fred Van Vliet said after the game, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's all sunshine and roses, but let's not overreact and lose sight of who we are. I'm paraphrasing here as Fred Van Vliet, not referring to the team as we. No. Um, yeah, it's not sunshine and roses. Yeah, that, that's a direct quote. That's not even a yeah. paraphrase. I was paraphrasing the... The rest of it, yes. yes. yes the text around it. I don't want to misquote Fred, you know. Uh, that's fair. So, that's fair. looking ahead now. Yes. Uh, there are some bigger games coming up uh, and and games that will really test the Raptors offense and how it's been struggling they have Utah on New Year's Day Utah has not been quite the defensive juggernaut they were last year but they're top five in defense and top three at limiting attempts at the rim so if the Raptors jumpers aren't falling this is not really a team you can just drive into Rudy Gobert against and, and hope That'd to get the whistle idea. or the finish uh, after that they have San Antonio who over the last month have played way above their heads um, you're going to have an emotionally charged Mark Rosen, surely. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks after that, who have owned them twice. And then the Indiana Pacers, when you return home, who are very good, the best defensive basketball, and it's the second night of a back-to-back after that Milwaukee game. So they have a four-set coming up here that you know, is really going to test not only whether or not they can make progress on the things that are ailing them on the offensive end of the floor, um, but also you know, if, they, if their defense can reach a level to where you know, a shaky offensive night doesn't matter against great teams. Because we've seen their defense lock in um, and play really well. The second half against the Heat, um, the game against Chicago, yeah, we've seen a against bunch of Against the exam- worst offense in the league. Yes. But yes. Yes. We've seen examples of the defense playing yeah. well enough to help them stay in games, but this, this is going to be a really good test of four games of, you know, is that enough? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the schedule the rest of the way is fairly easy, but, I mean... It is cake in the final yeah, month of the season. Yeah. Um, but this week, it's going to show you some things, and especially if Kyle Lowry isn't back, and even if he is back, you can't assume he's coming back and nailing 40% of his threes and finding the rhythm uh, that he was in before all this started, uh, you know, right away. Uh, you, you have to show that you're making progress on the things you need to make progress. Now, you get a practice on Monday, you probably get a practice on Wednesday, uh, and hopefully that helps you find your rhythm and, and get you in sync. But a lot of this has to be done on the fly. And, and until we start seeing something closer to 48 minutes uh, of offensive, you know, of the process looking correct, then it's going to be a concern because, you know, they've you would have figured that they would have taken that game in Orlando, you know, going into it, and taken this game against Chicago easily, and, you know, they were both unwatchable for sort of the same reason, and, and they were just fortunate to get one of them. The really. Orlando game was at least, that reached a point of, like, it's like a joke where it's, like, funny at the start, and then you get tired of it, it's not funny, but then, then it, it gets so ridiculous, yes. it becomes funny again. Yes, Sideshow side Bob and the Rakes. What's that? Sideshow side Bob and the Rakes, yes. yes. Um... Yeah, uh, that was that was the Orlando game. Uh, at the, by the end of that one, I was just like, "This is ridiculous." I was almost rooting for them to get more misses so that it could push into historic territory. Yeah, I was watching it at at a bar and didn't like didn't have the same focus yes, you were on it. Thunder Bay. <laughs> Eric was almost as far north as the four hundred one. Um. So I didn't realize how bad they'd been from in, from uh, two point. I, I, I always want to say two point range, but that's a stupid expression. Yeah. From two point territory. <laughs> uh, from inside the arc. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty six point two percent. That is, you have to. 
That takes some doing, as they say. They shot like 31% at the rim. Yeah. That's, that's That seems impossible. That would be like if I were taking shots at the yeah, rim. Yeah, like, is this Reynolds? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vucevic was awesome. Like, yeah, no, he's really good. Yeah. He's gonna I be, think he should be an all-star. He's probably going to get that 11th or 12th all-star spot. Uh, yes, and any talk of Ibaka or Siakam no. getting one has faded. Uh, Kyle Lowry also might not make the all-star team. Yeah, I still th- if he gets back soon enough, I think it's going to be hard to leave him off yeah, uh, like, based on the Raptors' record and yeah. his track record. He's also missed fewer games than Kawhi Leonard at this yeah. point, but like, there's no way Leonard's not making the team. No. It's just like Lowry, he's only averaging 14 points, so even though he's averaging 9.8 assists or whatever and has been the Raptors' best player probably and their most impactful for sure, yeah. uh, you know, I could see... You could see a scenario where if he misses a couple more games, the coaches are looking at that. Yeah, and, uh, like and that, it, it doesn't fall his way. And but. that would be fair to a certain extent. Uh, it, I, I mean, I think he should be an all star unless, you know, he misses five or six or seven yeah. more games. And he's got uh, like a month. The, yeah. the coaches don't have to vote on that until. But, uh, like, even in the East, it's tough to reward everybody. Uh, there's a lot of good players. Yeah. Like, Vuce, the thing with Vucevic yeah. is, like, the Magic are bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's putting up bonkers numbers, and he's been awesome, and they are a good team when he's on the floor and an absolute disaster when he's not. Does he, should he get penalized for that? I don't Yes, yes. say the NBA coaches. Yes. Um, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's going to be tough. Um, the West is obviously way tougher. Yes. Uh, like, I was watching Mike Conley have just, like, an awesome performance the other night, and I know people have talked about this before, but I'm almost curious if it's better for Mike Conley's legacy now to just never make an all-star game. And be like the best player to never make an all-star no game. No all-star games. No technicals. Yeah. The Mike Conley story. Also, he's the only player, I think, who is pulling off the the trend where the headband is tied at the back instead of it just being a straight headband. Uh, I think he's the only one pulling it off. Drew Holiday, I'm on the fence about, but Con- uh, Conley makes it work. Yeah. I mean, it sort of fits with the old man game uh, yeah. to an extent. And, yeah. Plus, yeah. he's an attractive man, so maybe that helps. I mean, I wouldn't know. Okay. You've never seen Mike Conley? No, I mean, I wouldn't know if being attractive helps you pull something oh. off in, I, my, in, I my, see what you mean. in my personal I life. I see you in 2019. <laughs> Let's just end the podcast now. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, anyway, as I said off the top, sorry for the audio quality, but this is the only way to get a podcast out before New Year's. Um, and then Eric's going on the road, so. Bye. Yeah, I guess we can talk about those four games ahead, two of which you'll be on the road for. Yes. Are you looking forward to going to San Antonio? I was looking more forward to it until I found out it was going to be five degrees Celsius on Wednesday. Wow. In yeah. San Antonio. Yes. Yeah. That's that's going to throw a wrench in a certain Raptors media relations person's plan to golf. Uh, I'm not going to... No, I think, I think by... By process of elimination, I figured it out. Yeah, five degrees Celsius is. That's uh, uh, tough, uh, but maybe on the it's, Thursday it's going to be warmer, so yeah. maybe in between shoot around and yeah. game time. Yeah. Anyway, it's I don't. Probably still golfable anyway. Mm, I'm not a golfer. I don't know. Yeah, golf is terrible and not a sport. Um, wow. <laughs> How do you really feel? At least it excludes most people on the planet too. Yes. yes. Don't trust anyone who loves golf. No, I always look forward to going to new places, like even if it's... You've never done San crappy, Yeah, I've never been there. Even if it's crappy weather, uh, it'll be interesting. You've done Milwaukee before, though. Oh, yes. Oh, the playoff series. And sure. last year as well. It'll probably be very cold. Yeah. I sort of have a soft spot for Milwaukee, but... I'm torn on it. Like, I... It's not a, it's not a lovely city. No. Um, and I very... I was very close to going to Marquette. Um... 
so I like went there and did like a campus tour and stuff. Yeah. Caught some Brewers games. You're gonna go to for business here? No, for sports law after I finished my business degree, and then it's very hard for a Canadian student who already has a lot of student loans to go to school in the U.S. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Shocking. But I was close. I was I was almost gonna pull the trigger on it, and then I like. I was deciding between there and Western for law. And then I was like, why don't I take a year to just like save money? And then I was like, maybe I like writing more than all of these the things that one medical of being a lawyer. Yeah. 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 Um, most lawyers I know, and I know quite a few don't love their job. Yeah. Same. I have some friends who did the business school right into law school combo and like their non-work lives seem wonderful. They own property in Toronto in their early thirties and yeah. things like that. But yeah, it doesn't seem like a, an industry I would have been super passionate about. And especially, like, the early years seem like they really yeah. suck. Yeah. Uh, not that I would know anything about working, like, 60, 70-hour weeks for not enough pay and kind of grinding it out and not having a social life. Yeah. Never done that. <laughs> yeah, you could have done that for more money for, for as the, opposed to this. For the business I love. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so San Antonio will yes, be this nice week. for you. Um, are you looking forward to the DeMar? Yeah, so I More think, than the city of San Antonio. Yeah, that'll... I mean, I haven't seen DeMar since the trade, so, like, personally, that will be nice because uh, he's pleasant. Yeah, I talked to him very briefly once, and that's yeah. it. Um, and just, you know, the building should be charged up, which is nice, especially when you throw it in contrast to the game against the Bulls. Uh, and, you know, this is... The drama is why the NBA is so interesting, and and this game will be dramatic. And, you know, maybe it's a bit silly, but, I mean, Toronto's been on enough hurt feelings on the, you know, the, the end that San Antonio now finds itself that they should sort of understand where they're coming from, and it's it'll be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how this team responds to, you know, some hostility. Now... I'm batting pretty well on my outlandish conspiracy theories so yeah. far this year. Yes. Kawhi Leonard sitting in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, he didn't play either LA game, you know? Yeah, his... Uh, what what has been bothering him? What has caused him recently in the on the West Coast caused him to miss games? Do it was, remember? oh, um, hip. Hip, yeah, yeah his, his hip flared up. Yeah. It's very, it'll be like sore hip. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. They have days off on either side. It'd be a tough sell. Uh, well, Unless something happens against He's Utah, scheduled to talk on a game day for the first time this year. On uh, the same time? Yeah. Damn. I didn't know that they had those schedules that far in advance. Oh, they've... Uh, anyway. Yes. This is beat writer Minutia, but they have yes. said when the uh, the tradies will be talking to the assembled media. Huh. Get that Jakob Pearl quote. Yeah. Ask him if uh, that, be- that terrible beard he has right now is a I miss Pascal beard. Or if he's just trying to have a new look. Look, we've all we've all been there. Oh, I have been there with the post breakup beard before, <laughs> uh, and you know the rate at which I grow facial hair. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was certainly a look. Yes. Anyway, to the week. It'll be interesting. Uh, let's predict. The Milwaukee game is going to be super interesting yeah. from like an on court perspective, just because like they haven't been good against them. Yeah, the and... game without Giannis and without Kawhi was kind of like an outlandish shooting performance for Milwaukee, but they punked the Raptors. Yeah. And then the one with Giannis, it was like, yeah. I mean, the Raptors kept, Nick Nurse very much kept something in his back pocket in that 
Kawhi Leonard did not spend a lot of time guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. and the possessions he did, Giannis Antetokounmpo did not perform particularly well, nor did the Milwaukee Bucks offense. So maybe that's something they try more, but maybe they still just, just like Pascal. Would you get the experience? Because we know in a playoff series we can do this. Yeah, yeah I mean, whenever you go against a team of that caliber, it's it's going to be fascinating. And like maybe maybe you're scuffling enough now to where giving you know something close to your best luck schematically uh, is more important than it was. I a few weeks so. back. I, I don't think so. I think they know they're good enough, but maybe yeah. you try, you know, if they start the week 0-2, then we're having a different conversation, maybe. Okay, so you sorry, you were about to make your predictions, yeah. which we haven't done these podcasts with enough regularity so that it really matters, Yeah, uh, but let's hear. Uh, win, loss, win in Milwaukee, and... Uh, I'll say win. I'll go three and one. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to say two and two. I'm not sure which yeah. I disagree with, but... Probably the Milwaukee one. Uh, Maybe, but that second night of a back-to-back yeah. against Indiana... Is like, Indiana, Indiana on a back-to-back so that I'm game? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's uh, why... They're I, so tough, though. Like, yeah. their style of play is just, like, very built to take advantage of a team on the second night of a back-to-back. I mean, of course, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't play against Indiana, then yes. the percentage of winning goes up. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean... That, <laughs> they're that, they're that far back, more likely to win without him. That back-to-back would be interesting because Nick Nurse has kind of talked about how Kawhi could play back-to-backs now. Yeah. He just keeps not. Um... However, if you don't do it in that one, the rest of the back-to-backs from there like aren't super competitive ones, no. so there's not really a reason to. Yeah, we've had this discussion yeah. a bit. It's, you know, why do it unless, you know, you're prioritizing the regular season yeah. more than Look, I don't see the harm in doing it, like, a couple of times. Yeah. It's just if you're not going to do it for Milwaukee, Indiana, then, then why, like, are, you why are you doing it for one where Detroit's the second night of a back-to-back or Cleveland's the second To night show Dwayne Casey, who's yeah. boss. Two, two games in Detroit coming up. At some point this year, they're close together. Yeah. There's no on our spreadsheet. We say drive? Question mark. Road trip? No. Road trip to see Dwayne. Seems uh, uh. Seems wasteful. Yes. And we wouldn't want to waste your subscriber dollars. No. The athletic. Uh, we'll save that travel budget for me being on a bus from Rio Grande Valley to Austin. Don't tell them our story ideas. I'm just. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, someone's yeah, gonna yeah, steal yeah. that one for yeah. sure. Uh, I'll just keep hinting at something yeah, about we'll Rio Grande Valley yeah, all, let's just, all year long. Let's, uh, hopefully the sides with Wolstat just go into Rio Grande Valley and uh, one they're not playing or something. Now, if I was going to do that, uh, I would just make up a city that a G League team was in. Yeah. And they would... I mean, look, the... I shouldn't say what I was saying. I'm not going to say it. Let me just say I could make up a team or a player, and I think people would bite on it. <laughs> Salty. Think, yeah. Yeah. What's your resolution for 2019? More salt. <laughs> Unwholesome 2019. Yeah. Sad nudes. As we've discussed. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm not really like a big. I don't make, tend to make resolutions yeah. a lot. Um, I make a resolution every morning no, to be I, a better like, me. I, I like. Look, I get. I get the the kind of not cynical perspective, but the like. Why do you need to make resolutions? You should always be trying to improve. But like, also every. Every attempt to improve yourself, it has a start date. Yeah. And if people want to use a nice round number like January 1st at the start of the year, oh, I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, go for it. Um, I just have never really been in the practice of, yeah. you know, writing them out and having this goal and that goal. And I'd be the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Come on. Yourself? 
I don't know. Probably, mostly, mostly probably have to lose a few pounds before uh, I got married. Okay. I was going to say, mostly I want to be eligible for the junior heavyweight title by losing a few pounds to get down. <laughs> I'm a little overweight right now. Yeah. Well, I or, or as you described me the other week, I'm built like a brick shithouse. <laughs> I would, would like to be less brick shithousey. Uh, <laughs> more brick, less shit. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe a little more agile, you know? Yeah. Um, get your uh, vertical up. Yeah, I also think I'm going to go away on Ulster Weekend. So oh, yes, I we've talked like about those. Uh, Travel's always a good one because it's yeah. somewhat controllable. Yeah, like I would like to, cause, and I've never, I've never really gone anywhere south and warm, so no. I'd like to do that. Um, I, I would say travel just in general, but I think like I think I got to go to Newfoundland in the summer, so like, mm. that's probably gonna be my travel. But um, no, the big thing is honestly, I would like to, and I shouldn't say this on an Athletic Toronto podcast when I write for the Athletic Toronto. I would like to continue to try writing more non-basketball stuff. Yeah, just stretch myself out a little bit. It's good for the brain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't want to get stuck in a you know pigeonholing yourself. Yeah. I don't like feeling sometimes like I only have value as a person for my for basketball. Well, Blake, I value uh, my ability to watch your dog when you go away. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> it's very useful today. Yes, yes, I'm very usable. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm actually curious if any. I would like to hear listener, um, if not resolutions, just like things you would like to accomplish in 2019. Because I'm always. I'm always very interested to hear yeah. what other people are trying yeah, to do. Yeah, we're locked enough in our uh, shitty minds that other people's minds that are maybe less shitty or just, you know, different sort of personality types. Yeah. Or, uh, Plus, know. I like to get to know the people we interact with all the time Not in me. the comments or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> Not me. Um, so I'd like to hear those. Couldn't be me. Now, uh, I guess we kind of did the look back. We don't need to do the look back in 2018. We did it in the text. Yeah, of the read that. I love doing the text reason bless. Yeah. I certainly prefer the podcast. <laughs> my, my resolution for 2019 is no more podcasting. <laughs> Press the end button. This is over. Um, yeah. Do you have any other parting shots before we before we go? Um, will this be Rusev year? Happy I, uh, Rusev year? Yeah, I certainly hope so. Yeah. The, uh, the coming year, as I understand the calendar, has 365 Rusev days. <laughs> <laughs> so that's big. I, mostly I just want him to come out on, in a tank again at WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, was, I would say that's the best WrestleMania entrance of all time. Yeah. Watch uh, watch more wrestling, Resolution, listen to fewer wrestling podcasts. Do you listen to wrestling podcasts? I, I was for a while. The and then uh, I, I liked the Shoemaker one, but I was listening to like the Conrad Thompson uh, mm. ones, and then like I they stopped being listenable to me, which okay. isn't a reflection on, uh, on any of them. It's just... You, when you start to notice, <laughs> maybe I'm just projecting here, but when you start to notice uh, the rhythms, uh, when you start to notice the rhythms and sort of the pattern of how two people interact, it's that you start to sort of be able to predict what they're going to say in each. Uh, now, a very yeah. wrestling thing Eric just did is someone walked by and leaving as Eric was stalling in the middle of that sentence, and Eric was trying to ask if we're going for beers and he very much did a stone cold like hand gesture when stone cold was calling for on the turnbuckle calling for beers um i'm assuming at any point now that person is going to come around the corner and just chuck eric <laughs> a couple of cans and he's going to slam them together uh, yeah um, like, like i did with so many cartons of eggnog over the holiday <laughs> did you have eggnog no i don't like eggnog. Uh, we had uh we had eggnog on christmas eve we had one of our neighbors over and uh watched die hard and uh had eggnog and 
It was good. Sweet. How was the favorite? That was one of the ones you saw, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I liked it. I, it's a hard movie to recommend just because it's... Weird. It's not... Yeah, it's weird. It's not, like, winning in, in a general way. Like, it doesn't have mass appeal, okay. I guess, is... So I couldn't go out and recommend it, and I did fall asleep at the end of it, okay. which, again, I will say on the second podcast, <laughs> the second podcast is more about me uh, than necessarily the movie. Uh, but it was well made, and I think they definitely accomplished what they were going for, but it's definitely strange. Yeah, so. I think I'm going to see it this week yeah. at some point with the team on the road. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should wrap this up. I have to... Well, something's into editing right now, and then I have to come back here for practice in the morning. So I would like to get out of here and maybe drink a beer. Thanks for doing that. I I appreciate it. Thanks for going to San Antonio and Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful, safe New Year. Um, And don't send Eric your resolutions and things. No, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. Just send them to me. Um, you just retweet all of them. Uh, I'm or just... certainly not doing that. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be that guy. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back once the team's off the road, probably not until after that Indiana game, just because it's going to be too tough to, to turn one around yeah. uh, morning of on second day of a back-to-back. So talk to you in a week and change, something like that. Something like that. Happy New Year, New Year guys. Uh, celebrate safely. Don't drink and drive. TTC's free. Remember that. There you go. Alright, thanks guys. See ya.